Good morning. Welcome to our worship service this morning. As we come and we gather, we welcome those who are viewing us online. I'm Pastor Craig Larson, along with Pastor Mike Sager. We welcome you to this place called Desert Hills. As you can see, we're going to have a treat. Um, and I can't wait. And I know you can't wait as well. A couple announcements as we begin today. First of all, for our mission statement, which is truly part of who we are, and so remember, at Desert Hills, we celebrate, we make, who, you do that so well. Please note that this is the last weekend. If you have not looked down uh, the hallway for the amount of diapers that have been collected, it is phenomenal. Thank you so much for that. On behalf of all of those who will use them, thank you. And the parents that continue to take and raise their children the way that they are to go. Um, today, uh, note that if you're curious about the proposed spending plan, the budget for uh, Desert Hills, there's going to be an informational meeting at 9 o'clock following this service that's in the chapel. And if you don't know where the chapel is, it's an excellent time to find out where it is. Um, but that will be an opportunity to ask questions and to see if you would like to have further information about that. Because next week is our annual meeting uh, that's going to be held at 12.30 next Sunday. Uh, there's going to be a light lunch beforehand. But at the annual meeting, we get a chance to take and elect new council members, delegates to the Grand Canyon Assembly, as well as pass the spending plan. Because of that, and I don't know if it affects here, there won't be a supper next Saturday because of the lunch for Sunday. We had a discussion about if the announcements were going to be longer than the sermon. So hang on. This Thursday, we're starting a new members class. And if you're interested in joining uh, Desert Hills, and who wouldn't? Um, but come on Thursday. Uh, if you would like to call the church office, you can just so that there's materials ready. Otherwise, just come. It's going to be at 1 o'clock um, this coming Thursday. Next weekend, in addition to the annual meeting, we're going to be have our, the monthly community food drive for the food bank here. Um, and that will be, a, we do that every weekend or the first weekend of the month. And so you can bring your canned goods and those things that are necessary for the food pantry. We ask that you continue to take and keep that in your prayer. Now, don't be confused. What happens on February 12th? I know, you guys don't even watch football anymore. Okay. <laughs> We are going to have the Super Bowl party here at the church. It's going to begin at 4 o'clock. Uh, kickoff is at 4.30. So whatever teams that we really don't care about show up, um, we will get a chance to do that. One of the things is, is that there is a program nationally called the Super Bowl, S-O-U-P-E-R. Um, it's an opportunity for congregations and people, to, when they come and gather together, to remember those who are not as fortunate. And so, like the first weekend of, of February, the second weekend, we're asking for that party to bring some canned goods and collect our own understanding about what it is to share, share the wealth. Oh, 
And this was written for me, and I just love it. Watch the game, help score a touchdown for the community food bank by bringing canned food. Ah, oh, I can't wait to tell her that I like that. Um, also, if you noticed as you were coming in, uh, that there was a club and there was a golf ball and a tee and all of those things. The foundation, the Desert Hills Foundation is sponsoring a golf tournament. And so that will be February 13th. Please stop by. It's an opportunity to again support the foundation, which in turn supports the mission of the church. Are there? A, I was going to amen. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's begin with an opening prayer. Almighty God. We thank you that you have called us, you have gathered us, you have brought us to this place. Lord, your spirit is what collects us and brings us so that we are able to take and share in the good news that we need in this moment and this day. Lord, be with all of those, both online and here. May this service be a blessing as we are reminded of the grace, love, and the hope that we have because of and through your blessed Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand as we sing our opening hymn.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
God, you confound the world's wisdom in giving your kingdom to the lowly and the pure in heart. Give us such a hunger and thirst for justice and perseverance in striving for peace that in our words and deeds, the world may see the life of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Today's first reading is Micah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Hear what the Lord says. Rise, plead your case before the mountains, and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the controversy of our Lord, and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a controversy with his people, and he will contend with Israel. O oh, my people, what have I done to you? In what have I wearied you? Answer me, for I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. O oh, my people, remember now what King Balak of Moab devised, what Balaam, son of Beor, answered him, and what happened in, from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the, the saving acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? The word of the Lord.
Today's second reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. <clears throat> After he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace and peace to you on this day. And may the God that binds us together in his love give you hope and peace this day. Amen. Again, welcome here in Sanctuary or Online today as we gather for worship. This morning, if you do not know that the end of, the end of today that you are blessed, then you've missed it. You will hear over and over and over again that you are blessed. Because today we are reminded in the Beatitudes that that is how we enter into this relationship with God. This morning, Nancy read what is oftentimes described as the Beatitudes. We oftentimes use these Beatitudes during the All Saints celebration, reminding us of those saints in our lives who have gone before us and those who are present and those yet to come. But every three years, we find these Beatitudes in the season of Epiphany, where we find ourselves this morning. It's important to understand a little context about these Beatitudes as we begin to explore what this means for us as people of God. If you look at all four Gospels, all four Gospels have a different focus about where Jesus begins his ministry and what that means for our understanding of the kingdom of God. If you look at the Gospel of Mark, you will find that the first public act that Jesus really does is casting out a demon. Jesus is at the synagogue, he's preaching, and a man with a demon comes and confronts him, and Jesus casts him out. For the writer of Mark, he wants to remind us as Christians that the power of God through Christ is more powerful than the evil that we experience in our lives. That evil has and will be defeated on the cross. That Jesus is more powerful. 
And the writer of Mark wanted to remind us of that reality. That evil has and will be defeated. If you look at the Gospel of Luke, this, in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus' first real big act is he goes home. He goes home to Nazareth, and there Jesus preaches. Can you imagine the pressure for, pressure for him that day? Hometown boy returns. And Jesus, we're told, takes the scroll of Isaiah. He reads it and says, in your hearing, this message that the blind will see, the lame will walk, the dead will be raised, the good news will be proclaimed, the kingdom of God is here, has been fulfilled. For Luke, it's about the fulfilling of the prophecy of the book of Isaiah. For John, it's a party. The first thing that Jesus does in the Gospel of John is he goes to the wedding at Canaan and Galilee. And what does he do? He creates an abundance of wine. Not just wine, good wine. And the party continues. For the Gospel of John, he reminds us as people of faith that Jesus has come to give us a life of abundance. Of God's grace and love. That that's what God's desire for us is to live in the abundancy of God's grace for us and for the world. And now we turn to Matthew. And for Matthew, it's today's gospel that is the first public event of Jesus. If you re read in chapter 4 of Matthew, you hear that people have come to Jesus because they hear of his power. He is healing people. He's casting out demons. And now Jesus takes them up on a hill where Jesus begins to teach. That in the book of Matthew, as in so much of Scripture, that on the mountaintop is where people of God encounter the very presence of God. For the writer of Matthew... Is connecting the life and proclamation of Jesus with the life and proclamation of Moses. If you listen to how Jesus' life unfold, it mirrors much of what happens to Moses. If you think about Moses, Moses, when he is born, is a threat to the Egyptians. And ultimately has to leave. When you think about Jesus' birth... His birth is a threat to Herod and the Romans, and he is forced with his family to leave. Just like Moses calls out the people in Egypt when they're in bondage out of liberation, Jesus too is called out of Egypt to liberate the people of the world. Just like Moses goes up on the mountain, so too Jesus goes up on the mountain. And just like when Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, Jesus comes with now a new proclamation, a continuation of what was given to Moses. If you continue to read in chapter 5, you'll hear, of old it says this, but I now tell you this. Jesus expands their understanding. But both Moses and Jesus... And throughout scripture begins always at the same place. 
And that place is a reminder of what God has done. That so oftentimes when we look at the Ten Commandments, we think about thou shall not. But if you look at the beginning of the Ten Commandments, Moses first reminds them, these commands come from the God who rescued you when you were in bondage. It comes from the God who heard your cry. The God who has been faithful to you over and over again. It is a God who was faithful to your ancestor Abraham and Isaac, Jacob and Joseph. That is the God who now calls you to live differently. A God who loves you and rescues you and liberates you and now calls you to be a light on the hill. Now calls you to be a blessing to those around you. And if we listen to Jesus' words today, Jesus begins by reminding us that we are blessed. Blessed. And what does it mean to be blessed? According to scripture, to be blessed is to be known and loved by God. That blessing is far more than what we oftentimes think of. We think blessed is when things are going well. We think blessed is when we have more than enough. Jesus says being blessed is being known by God and being loved by God and then trusting that. Trusting that you are blessed. Because if we don't trust that we are first blessed, that we are first loved, that we are first known by God, that we have been liberated by God, then all of what Jesus says now forward feels only like one more thing we can't do. One more command of God that we fall short of. But if we see, in fact, that we are already blessed, if we see that we are already loved, that we are already forgiven, that we are now living into this new relationship, now we see these calls of Jesus not as a command, but as an invitation to respond. To live life differently. Because to be blessed is to understand and know that the kingdom of God is here. We just sang that a few moments ago. Gather us in because we believe the kingdom of God is here. It's not some light years away. It's not something to have happen in the future. It is something that we are experiencing right now. And Jesus says the only way to live this new life is to somehow believe that truth in the midst of the reality in which we live. Because we know that evil continues to reign. We know the brokenness of the world has not been healed. But we also know and trust that somehow God's kingdom is breaking in. That we know that it's what we look for is what we see. That if we focus our lives on the brokenness of the world, that's all we'll see. Jesus invites us to live differently, to live as if the kingdom of God is here. And when we do, we will experience it. When you are merciful, you will experience mercy. When you're poor in spirit, when you realize that you don't understand all the ways of God. When you are opened to have God fill you more... God will fill you 
with the very kingdom of God. When you are willing to mourn, not only for your own pain, not only your own struggles, but for the struggles of creation itself, God will give you comfort because God will remind you this is only temporary. That God is doing a new thing, a new heaven, a new earth. But it begins by knowing and trusting that somehow we are blessed. We are known. We somehow are invited to live in the kingdom. That just like the people of Israel were called to be a light on the hill, Jesus reminds us over and over again that as people of faith, we are to live life differently so that the world may know. We are to be a blessing. We are to be a blessing because we've been blessed. We know God is working. And thus we live as if it is true. We live with a new imagination. A new set of eyes. One of the problems with the Beatitudes is it's trying to preach a sermon on a sermon. Because really that's what this is. This is Jesus' sermon to us and to you. And who am I to somehow critique a sermon by Jesus. It would be just like me sharing with you the beautiful music we just heard. And telling you, well, you know, that was an A flat. That was a quarter note. We had a little break. Now, that's all true. But the reality is, music is meant to be listened to and experienced. It's not meant to be explained. If I try to explain to you music, there's no life. But to listen, to feel, to experience music is to uplift your spirit. It's more than the notes on the page. It's how those notes come alive. It's how those words speak to us by increasing our imagination and calling us to somehow see the world a little bit different. And sisters and brothers in Christ, it's the same thing with the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are calling us to imagine a new world. God's world. And to imagine what would it look like for us to live into that. To trust that. Despite all that we experience each day. So today, I want to reread to you the Beatitudes, the ones that Nancy read a few moments ago. And I want you to hear Jesus' words to you, because these are the words of life. These are the words spoken to you from the creator of the universe. These are words spoken to you by the one who gave up his life so that you may have life. This is the one who knows you, but yet calls you, invites you. To live differently because you have been blessed. Hear now. Jesus' sermon to you. Then Jesus began to speak. And he taught them saying. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. 
for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Sisters and brothers in Christ, be blessed. Amen. Together, let us affirm our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We will now have the gathering of offerings.
called together to follow Jesus. We pray for the church, the world, and all in need, beginning with words from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. Pray with me. Lord, we continue to offer our thanks, prayers, and gifts of time, talent, and treasure for your mission in the world to bring good news, help, and hope for all people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember those who have recently died, including Wiley Schimmel. O oh God, receive him into the arms of your mercy and everlasting peace. May the truth and promise of God's resurrection bring comfort and hope to his family and friends who grieve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. New to our prayer list is Marcella Erler, Deb Weithel, Shane Jacobs, and Art Tranby. Leaving the prayer list with thanksgiving for healing is Sandy Koken. We take time now to silently pray for those who remain on our prayer list, as well as for others in our hearts and for situations in our lives. Bless all whom the world rejects. Accompany those who are regarded as foolish, weak, low, and despised. Reveal your power and presence where it is least expected. Give your life, strength, and wisdom to all in need. Lord, in your mercy. Cultivate humility in your church in gatherings of every size, teach us to boast only in the cross. Shape your church to be people of compassion. Shape your church to be people <clears throat> of compassion, generosity, and justice. Lord, in your mercy, We give you thanks for social ministries of the church around the world and for every ministry that heals, lifts up, and empowers those who are poor, oppressed, abused, abandoned, or ignored. Build up your ministries and prosper all works of kindness. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You show steadfast love and help this congregation to ask boldly for what is most needed. Refresh us with new dreams of being your people in this place and time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You offer freely the fullness of salvation. Give our congregation such a welcoming and generous heart that our words and actions may extend your abundant hospitality to all whom we encounter. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us join our voices together as we pray the prayer that Jesus has taught us. This has been a service of blessing. So hear this blessing. Be blessed in the midst of God's love. Be blessed in the midst of our world. Be blessed in the times we find it hard to see the blessing. Be blessed with God's love in our lives. Given by the one who came to save. Be blessed in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And one more time, blessed assurance.
as blessed children of God, go forth and be a blessing to others. We will. Thanks be to God.